Welcome to The Cutting Room. I'm your host, Gordon Burkell. Uh, with me is John Nichols. How's it uh, going? Where, where have you been for the last couple of days? Because I've gone and done these podcasts and you've disappeared. Basically, I did the you know film geek tours thing, studio tours, doing the Grauman Chinese Theater, that kind of thing. And there's a rumor that there's a very funny photo of you riding the Jurassic Park tour. Yeah, I, I basically look like I've, I've instantaneous, instantaneously soiled myself on the Jurassic Park ride during that drop. Do you think we'll be able to post it on the site? I think we could if you really okay. wanted to. We'll, it's we'll too good it. not to post. <laughs> John's tour of Universal. So I guess we'll add it to your blog. <laughs> okay, it'll be my profile picture. Yeah. Today we're going to just do a small talk about parts that you and I both liked. I particularly liked Sally Menke's How She Got Into the Business. Particularly because when she cut Reservoir Dogs, she only made $300 a week. And that's something a lot of editors have to deal with when they're first starting out. It's doing those jobs that are big jobs, but maybe not getting paid a lot. How about yourself, John? Uh, I think definitely my, one of the most fun, or one of the more fun uh, talks that was given was on the reality panel uh, when Heidi Sharaf, sorry if I'm saying the last name incorrectly, she was talking about how sometimes uh, the footage that was allotted for your particular episode wasn't necessarily uh, as spicy as, say, some of the other stuff, and it's just kind of like you have to kind of Frankenstein it a little bit, mm -hmm. but it's not necessarily incorrect. But uh, the, basically she said that they, they took two different arrests and melded them together, so like just like maybe two ounces of crack became like a body cavity search. So all <laughs> of a sudden it was just like body cavity search. And the necessity to actually do that, because if they didn't, they wouldn't have an episode. Yeah, absolutely. So I guess first we'll start with the Sally Manke podcast. So here's Sally talking about how she got into the business. Well, for, for me, uh, and I think I said this at the other forum, the, the key to getting great projects, uh, it worked for me at the get-go, at the beginning, was to keep your overhead very low. Because if, in fact, you, you know, get yourself in a situation where it costs you a lot of money to keep, your, keep above board, you keep your head above water, um, you just n might not be able to take that $300 a week Reservoir Dogs film, which is what I got paid, and which started my whole career. So I really, and so, and it was prior to having children, but so I had a very low overhead. So I was able to do that, and then I was able to work, and 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 I was able to take the uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and work with Lily Tomlin on her film for very very little money. But it was a, be, because I could do it, because I could afford it, and because I was able to be a little bit choosier, you know, about the projects that I wanted to do. But then I did a lot of things in between um, that weren't quite as good, but. Um, so I think overhead is really important. I also do think you never know when a job, where a job is going to come from. I got turtles by going to a party. And I met the director, Steve Barron, who's now a good friend of mine. And we just started talking, and we liked each other. And he said, hey, you want to cut my film? I went, great. You know, so, but I think I got paid $600 a week then. You know, so uh, you, you work your way up. It's a little harder now because what we talked about earlier, the films are so corporate. So the smaller films are few and far between. 
but there are still a lot of people making independent films, and you never know when some great... In I mean, I still do it. I, I took a very low-budget film, Peacock, and I loved the director, and I did it in between... I did it right before Bastards, and um, I had a great time. I couldn't finish it, unfortunately, and I knew that I wasn't going to be able to, but I did it for very little money. So I still do films in between the big films for people who I think are incredibly talented. So I think the key is keeping your overhead low so you have the opportunity to take that $300 a week job. So that was Sally Manke. Do you want to introduce your, your part? Here's Heidi Sharfay discussing how her show that she was cutting, DEA, needed a body cavity search. Um. Well, um, Heidi, uh, now that we've got you, why don't yeah. we um, oh, okay. do an intro to your clip and we can run your clip and talk about it. Okay. This doesn't have any heart at all. <laughs> this, is a, this is a DEA show, and uh, we, had a, we had our big busts, and the whole notion that we were taking these small bu uh, busts and working them up the ladder into something great was something was great for a lot of these small busts that were so insignificant and it seemed like such excessive force. So you well, it sounds like a plastic surgery show. <laughs> it is. Um, and luckily we had a disclaimer up front that we could change the names and the places and we did plenty of that. Um, we made up this uh, cartel, but it was South American, the Juarez Seven, and they didn't really exist, but we had to move the busts around too to protect our informants so they couldn't string them. So we had a lot of latitude. And as the show went on, we ran out of big busts and we ended up with these tiny ones and so it's like, all right, we, we busted these guys, we had a person informant sell him drugs, we know he's got it, we tear his car apart, we don't find anything. What can you do with this scene? So we looked at it and uh, we came up with, uh, someone made a joke, is actually was the genesis of this, I don't want to spoil it. But uh, then we looked for pieces of audio and video that would help us support the story. They actually did find a very small amount of drugs on him, but uh, it was not very interesting. And in the meantime, they trashed this man's car. <laughs> so anyway, there it is. Heidi, so um, I got to mm, tell you about no. this because I couldn't tell you ahead of time. Mm -hmm. But what it is is the guy who you, they march in at the end is another bust. The guy's like a lot heavier. <laughs> but the good thing is you had to blur their faces so you can make them say anything. And uh, it started with a joke about it's up his ass. And then when he says, I know what's in there, he's talking about the truck. So <laughs> I know it's up there because they thought it was under the, the glove. And um, that was the genesis of, uh, of that. And then they were joking around about Oh, instead of saying sick, he was talking about the guy's car. Oh, it's a sick, a great car, it's sick, <laughs> and everything. So anyway, that was the genesis of that, so. I wanted to ask you, um, you're not left all alone with this. I mean, you have like a story producer in there with you or someone that has or has been in the field and has a general idea in terms or a specific idea in terms of, you know, what occurred. So that when you're brainstorming what to mix and match, uh, does, does this person help you? Is, is, is this kind of like a collaborator or are you left all alone by yourself to figure this out? Uh, here I was kind of left on my own because they didn't really know what they were going to do with it. All we knew is we didn't have enough busts and we needed to use the stuff that had been tossed. Um, 
There is a writing staff, and they're more managing the overall arc of the season, not necessarily your episode. And, you know, for me, they said, make sure you hit the war as seven, or somehow connect it back to our grand story, which culminates in this huge bust in the end of the season. And otherwise, you know, have at it. And once I do it, they'll, I'll run it by them, and if they say, we don't want to go there, or Heidi, what were you thinking? No. <laughs> Body search, really? So um, a lot of times, we just, they just let you try it out. I mean, the structure's different from one show to another. I've worked on shows where had no writing department, and others where they were really specific about what they want. More often than not, they give you a lot of latitude to just do, you know, help me out. That was Heidi, and... John and I are signing off from LA. Maybe we'll get something done tomorrow. I don't know if we'll have time, but we're heading back as of tomorrow. So we'll be back in Toronto tomorrow evening. Don't you think it's weird that it's been hotter in Canada than it has been yeah. in LA? Yes.